Welcome back, everyone, to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors as I'm on my own journey through this life to make things the best life possible for me, for my family, for those around me. I want to share that journey with you. And as I share that journey with you, I hope that maybe you can learn something from the guests that I have on the show. If you're into gear, I do gear talks on Tuesday, Tinkering Tuesday, where sometimes it's mindset, sometimes it's gear, just depends on what's going on at the time. And then on Saturdays, I have guests on the show that's the longer format, like today. I have an amazing guest for you guys today. His name is Danny Bolton. You may know him as the Boar Man. We'll go into that and why he got that nickname. Danny is just an overall awesome individual. He loves the outdoors. He loves traveling. He loves helping. He trains uh, special forces on their vehicle skills. He also does a lot with uh, Montana Knife Company, PSE, a lot of the companies that I'm intertwined with as well. But on top of all that, guys, what really got me wanting Danny to come on the show was the fact that he's just a genuinely great individual. He really is. He loves his family. He does everything he can to protect, provide, and preside as a husband and father for his family. And he's just, again, just an overall great individual that you will enjoy this conversation. So I'm stoked to share this one with you. Before we get into the conversation, guys, I also want to remind you that I'm starting a new series, or I've, I have started a new series, the Why First Form Outdoors. If you haven't checked that yet, I did a full two-week blast every single day of First Form Outdoors members and why they've chosen First Form. You guys should definitely go check that out. It's on YouTube. It's here on the podcast. And then every other week, I will be putting out an episode on Thursdays where we do the Why First Form Outdoors from people's experiences with First Form and First Form Outdoors and why they've chosen to join the community as they continue to strive to be better physically in the in the mountains, everywhere in their lives, and why first form. So with that being said, guys, definitely tune in. Check that out. If you haven't yet, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go watch this in-person video on YouTube. And also, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it helps a ton if you follow the podcast or subscribe, whichever one it is, and leave a review. Even if it's a one-word review... I love hearing your feedback and your reviews help grow the show. So thank you so much. I'm so very grateful, guys. We've gotten over 300 episodes and we're rolling strong into 2024. And it's thanks to you guys. With that being said, let's get into this conversation with Danny Bolton, the Boar Man. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Red Beard Outdoors podcast. I've got an outstanding guest for you guys. You may recognize him as Boreman or Danny Bolton. He is an outstanding individual, lives in Hawaii, so he's living the dream. He showed me his backyard uh, before we got on the podcast. And I'm like, man, I'm not much of a beach person, but the mountains look gorgeous. That beach looks very enticing. So you're, you're living the dream. Uh, just a great family man. You guys probably recognize him through Montana Knife Company things, PSE, and a bunch of other things that, that Danny's involved in. So just has a good time, enjoys the outdoors, loves his family, and is an overall just awesome dude. So with that being said, Danny, for people that don't know who you are, who are you in a nutshell? Man, what an intro. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm as cool as you just made me sound, honestly, <laughs> but uh, 
that you were running in flip-flops on the PSC <laughs> commercial. So that's pretty, I can't even, I can hardly walk in flip-flops. So yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I can run in those things. No problem. I've done some big hikes in, in we call them slippers, but um, I've hiked, you know, over 10 miles a day in those things. I just like, they're just attached to my feet. Uh, yeah. So like in a nutshell, brief, uh, born and raised in Hawaii, um, married man got a, a daughter who's a little badass and love just trying to give her everything I possibly can to see her succeed in the things that she's passionate about and also kind of share the outdoor world with her. Um, and then for myself, just constantly trying to push myself to do, uh, to not get old, you know, it's like we do all these fun things when we're kids and then we just stop doing them. And I've, done that and i've gone down that road and uh i just it's it's not a fun way to live it's like mm -hmm. it's so boring like the constant routine of something so i kind of tried to break out of that and just try try to live a, a life that's not your um normal one but it makes it hard you know it, it it uh there's no there's no you know instructional book on how to do something different like that you know it's easy to go get a full-time job and just work every day and i've done that and it has its benefits 100 percent. i kind of miss some of those but yeah uh just trying to do something different and stay young there you go yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I, I would say that living in Hawaii probably keeps you young. Uh, my wife really wants to go. And I, you know, at first, um, I was kind of hesitant cause I'm like, again, I'm not much of a beach person being a ginger. Um, I can last on the beach for about an hour before I, I turn red. Mm -hmm. And so, but seeing all the mountains and then, you know, it's funny. I, I turned it around on her the other day. I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, let's go to Hawaii. She was like, what? She was like, what, what, why do you want to go now? And I was like, babe, you've always wanted to go to Hawaii. And she's like, what can you hunt in Hawaii? I was like, yeah. dang it. She caught me. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you go with, you know, I'll bring Brent, one of my really good friends and you go with his wife and go hang out on the beach, go shopping, do your thing. We'll go hunt and we'll go spearfish and then we'll meet you guys for dinner. How about that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, uh, no, that, that's, that's really awesome. man. honestly, it, it's cool to see uh, all the things that you're doing. And again, you're just living your life and, and enjoying it and sharing that with other people. Uh, I kind of want to hit on a couple of things here at the beginning. Well, first off, where did, I guess let's start with the big one. Where did boar man come from? What, what is that about? I can assume things, but uh, I want to hear your story with that one. Uh, man, I've, I've hunted a lot of boars. It's kind of like the go-to thing to hunt here in Hawaii, right? Um, on our Island, we have, pigs sheep and goats all fun to hunt all good eating but i ended up you just hunt a lot of pigs it's like the most accessible thing and i've also had some very unique experiences hunting them i've been charged by them i've had to shoot three of them now with my bow charging straight at me um, hmm. which is very exciting. I've been, I've been chased by them and my brother-in-law started calling me that started calling me boar man. And, uh, so it was just simply a nickname for a long time. 
and other people started calling me that. And then it kind of turned into this thing with me and my brother-in-law just joking around. It's like letting that animal side out because we work out together too. And so we're always like joking around about different things and, and just letting that animal side out in you, especially like it's easy to do when you're working out because you kind of mm-hmm. need to like, like, you know, dig deep and, um, you know, making funny jokes, like sharpen your tusks and stuff like that. Cause the, the boars will sit there and like chop their tusks mm-hmm. and sharpen them. So it's like, we're, we're getting our tusks ready, you know? So when we got to go to battle with these boars, <laughs> that's awesome. So that's awesome. yeah, that's kind of where the name came from. And then I kind of just, uh, we made some shirts and stuff. I, I don't, we're, we'll probably do some more stuff with it just because I do like that um, inspiration to try, let that animal side out a little bit, dig into that, like our primal instincts a little bit. I don't want to go to, there's definitely a lot of people kind of tapping into that, uh, I would say marketplace where it's a little too overdone for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm real playful in my, my approach to a lot of things. So like, you know, I'm not going to liver King it out <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> ta- like get all primal like that, but mm-hmm. there is definitely something to it. There's, there's definitely something to it to when you can just like rely on your instincts on what we have inside of us and not think too much. And I just like being able to tap into that and, and hunting and working out are two of those things. It's very easy to, to get into that or you're just, you're just going off instincts. No, that's really cool. And I, I kind of assumed it had to do with the the hunting, the boar hunting, but isn't it funny how nicknames kind of stick and they turn into something bigger? Um, you know, that, that's, that's really cool. I'd <laughs> love to, uh, or I loved going out in Texas and shooting boars. Um, we did some night vision hunting on a, on a property and that was fun. Uh, they make some of the weirdest and most demonic sounding noises uh, and, and one of the times we were setting, we set out a call, um, and you could see them with the thermals, you could see them all in the bush line. And there was one that just came charging out. Uh, I'm assuming it was the mama and she came just bolting right towards that, uh, that towards that call. And they're just making the nastiest noises. And like what you were saying, where they, you know, chomp their teeth and people that haven't yeah. seen a wild board, like they have like these wet stones almost. You think they're another tusk, but it's like a wet stone on the bottom that when they chomp, it just sharpens the crap out of their upper teeth. And it's, yeah, it's intense. Like you can touch it and slice your finger open. Um, Mm -hmm. so that, that's really cool. I I bet that was a, that was a strange experience having to shoot a boar head on. Um, do you ever knife hunt with them? Cause I've seen some of, some of the guys out there that go crazy and they go like full machete on a boar instead of a weapon. Like what? Yeah. Do you ever do that? I have, I've gone out with friends so that the, most of the time, what it is, is you're hunting with dogs, mm. two different types. Like guys will have dogs that will bay them up and just sit there and bark at them and corner them. And then there's other dogs that'll grab their ears and go in and like attack them and same thing, kind of mm. corners them. And then you get in there and while they're cornered up, you get a hold of their back legs. And once you get their back legs up in the air, like wheelbarrow status, you know, uh, then they're pretty helpless, honestly. Mm -hmm. And the big ones, it's, 
you know, it can be a little wild hanging on to them. Oh, yeah. And then you can dump them over on their side and use your knife to dispatch them. Um, done that with some friends. I'm not honestly not the biggest fan of it just because like the it's, it's a fun hunt if you're just going out to hang out with the boys and BS, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I obviously hunt too, but like, it is very, very effective. Like if you're trying to hunt pigs, it is the most effective way just because those dogs can smell them. They can get in and find their homes where you'd never see them there, Yeah, but it just doesn't, it's not super appealing to me just because the dogs are doing most of the work, you know? And it's like, it just, I've done it but not, not my favorite. I've, I've chased one down, um, in an open field before and cornered it. And then it came after me once they're cornered, they're either going to stay on the ground or come after you. And I've caught one that way. And once I got a hold of it, I had, I dispatched it with a knife, but like, cause that was the only, it's the only way once you're that close, you know? Yeah. I don't think yeah. you could choke one out. You could probably try to <laughs> choke one out, but honestly, like their neck, their neck is so like big. You yeah. know, like I don't know. Maybe it'd be interesting to see, but I think a knife is a little cleaner. You go, yeah. you know, they're, they're little, they're little tanks for people that that oh, haven't 100%. seen them. I, I recommend you go look up the anatomy of a of a wild boar. Um, I mean, they're 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 like they've got plates of armor everywhere, and even their ribs are. There's less space between their ribs compared to other mammals they're just these little balls of muscle and bone. Um, they're absolutely so yeah, like they're, they're wild dude. Like they're mm-hmm. one of my favorite animals. Um, just because they're so crazy. They're just crazy, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. and, and just strong and just the will to live on them is, is unlike any other, you know, like goats, goats are weak. Like you shoot a goat and they're like, oh, they, they die, <laughs> they die easy. And like, they make that exact sound too. Though. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, pigs are just, they're just, they're just built different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. That That's really cool. Um, and so you don't have any access on your island? No. Um, our island does not have any access to here. Mm, gotcha. We did for a little and- bit somebody brought some over and then they, mm. they found them and eradicated them. Mm. Gotcha. Cause they're, uh, they're pretty much all invasive species in Hawaii. Isn't that correct? Yeah. There, there wasn't really yeah, any absolutely. native. Yeah. Here's the funny thing is like the pigs definitely are like every, every all of them are invasive, but the pigs <laughs> were brought over by humans when they mm-hmm. first came over. So you could call us invasive species too. <laughs> you know what i mean like we 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 sit it's funny like we sit and complain so much about these pigs when one we're the ones that brought them over and we came over the same time and like (laughs) oh they're so destructive and it's like yeah i guess we all are you know (laughs) but i get it i mean yeah yeah, i get it especially like you know you get them dude they'll come right here at my house and just dig up um my banana plants and stuff it's like dude get out of here they'll find their way under fences and stuff and eat, you know, tear your whole garden up and everything. And yeah, I've seen, I've seen one bust through, um, a wire fence in Texas. I mean, we were, yeah. so we were chasing it. We were going down the road and it, it busted through a fence one way and it was running out in front of our, uh, ATV and, uh, the guy, man, these Texans are brutal with these things. Cause he's like, yeah. he's like trying to speed up to run this thing over. Like he's not, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's just like, get him. And uh, and then this this board just turns almost at a 90 degree and just plows through this fence. I was like, holy crap. And it's just because they're just built, like you said, they're built different. Yeah. Um, it's a whole different animal. So, uh, yeah. man, that's that's really cool. So I guess let's talk a little bit about, we we brought up something interesting and um, and I want to talk about it because I, I haven't, I had a, a podcast that I recorded recently where um, I haven't talked a lot about religion on my podcast uh, and, and we don't necessarily have to go down the religion rabbit hole, but the idea of faith and also, um, you know, I just found something out about you, which again, I don't, I don't judge people that drink or do drugs or any of that stuff. As long as you're not harming someone else, I don't mm-hmm. care what you do. Uh, but I've never drank or done drugs in my life. And you're saying, you know, that you've never drank in your life. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that was interesting to me. I kind of joked and said, are you Mormon too? But, um, you know, you, you had a very uh, interesting point of view on that. So if you want to maybe enlighten some people as to why you've made that decision. Um, okay. So, you know, I was, it was, it was there, right. It's like available to me if I wanted it. And, um, you know, 10, 11 years old, like friends smoking weed, drinking, um, young. And I don't know what it was at that time that I was like, nah, I'm good. You know, like my parents weren't, weren't super strict. Like they weren't drilling it in my head that like, Hey, you can't do this because we're going to beat your ass or, or religious purposes. They weren't, you know, like, Hey, that's a sin. Don't do that. But I, I just didn't. And then, you know, as I got older, I realized like my, I had an aunt and uncle that were full cokehead alcoholics. And I was, I seen that firsthand, you know, that the craziness that that can create the fights. So looking back on it, it's very obvious why I kind of stayed clear of it because I saw where it led on a, on a, you know, deeper side. Um, and then as I grew up through my teenage years, I had a lot of friends just go down the wrong path, you know, just starting with, you know, they saw, they call it the gateway drug. And yeah, some people can smoke weed and just drink a little bit and it's all different for everybody. But there are some people who I seen start with that. Then pretty soon they're smoking meth and they're snorting coke or you know smoking crack and it's like dude that messes you up and i seen some of my closest friends just like totally different people from it and i have another friend that overdosed on meth and passed away and that was when i finally was like i'm i'm gonna make a commitment to myself to never do that you know, I, I, I don't want any part of that. I got other ways to kill myself, like, you know, doing all this other wild stuff. It's like that to me. Um, it just was something that I didn't want to go down that road, you know? And so it wasn't really for the religious purposes. It was just for, just from what I seen, you know, and I knew enough about myself to know that I'd probably be into it, you know, being the adrenaline seeking person that I am. And if I never tried it, I would never know what I was missing. Because if I tried it, I might be like, dude, I want some of that, you know, Mm -hmm. or like you start jonesing for it. So I I told myself I'd never tried it. I'd never know what I'm missing. Um, And it was easy as that. And I just made that commitment to myself. And uh, 
yeah, from there I went. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's an awesome decision. And again, like you said, it's different for everyone, you know, and it's just, uh, it's interesting hearing that because with the, you know, the outdoors industry and, and the stuff that you've done, um, you know, more adrenaline junkie stuff than I'll ever get into, uh, with dirt biking and, uh, off-roading trucks and overlanding and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, something that you really enjoy, but it's prevalent in those industries to have a drink, have a beer at the end of the day. Um, sometimes you go, you know, most, most people that I know don't go blackout drinking, but they, they have some beers and they hang out and that's their way of kind of loosening up, uh, in social environments. And, um, and you found that you don't need that to enjoy and create the relationships that you have with so many outstanding individuals, um, that you have. And so that's, that's really awesome to see. And, uh, I'm sure not many people, I mean, it's not really something that comes up in conversation until there's drinks around and they're yeah. like, Oh, do you want one? And you, you have that kind of brief conversation, almost awkward moment the first couple of times. But I've also recognized that the people that mm. I like to stick around that I like to have in my circle are people that don't pressure you after you, you know, kindly reject the drink. Um, yeah. most of those people understand and respect the decision that you've made. And, uh, and they don't pressure it anymore and they don't shun you either. They, they keep you in, in their circle and, and, uh, having the conversations. I will say when I was young, I would judge people, um, mm-hmm. just because I'm judging my peers and, you know, when you're 16 and people are drinking and doing drugs, I knew that it wasn't going to end good for them. You know, they weren't doing it for the right reasons, I guess you'd say, but mm-hmm. like I do. So like when I was young, I would judge people and I, I kind of regret that honestly, um, because just people should do their thing, you know? And now it's funny because people, uh, sometimes I get ex- not excited, but like when people are drinking, I know that it's going to loosen them up. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm going to have these good conversations with them or really get a dig in. Whereas like they, they're, they they do not allow themselves to do that without that. And it, maybe it, maybe it's true. They truly do need that to open up that space in their brain. I know there's a lot to be said for that with like, I talked to a friend who did ketamine therapy recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never felt that for me that I needed it. And I was able to open up and, and, um, kind of, but who knows my one friend is always joking with me that he's like, dude, thank God you don't drink just because I get myself in enough trouble as it is. (laughs) And like, I'll, I'll say stupid stuff when I'm not supposed to say it. And who knows what I would be like, you know, if I I was drinking and doing, doing drugs, (laughs) like it probably wouldn't be very good for me, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely. I, and uh, it's, it's so funny because there's so many parallels there. I've said the same thing. I enjoy, I don't, I don't need a, I don't need that social lubricant. Um, and it's interesting to me, uh, you know, I get up at church and I give talks and I, I speak with people and go to these social events and I don't have any issue having conversations with people. Um, and, but I, but a lot of people, and I guess it's either the number one or number two fear in the world is social speaking. And, uh, and, and speaking at events or speaking with new people. And I'm like, I've never, I've never won. Maybe I just take that anxiety and I, I recognize it as excitement rather. I don't know, but 
I don't know the trick behind it. I just know I've never really felt that. But I also know that people explain to me, they're like, they feel better like a social lubricant when they've had a couple drinks, which I'm cool yeah. with. Cause like you said, you get to have those good conversations yeah. and uh, you get to remember those conversations. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah, I guess we should just count our blessings on and not uh, kind of feeling like we need that, even though, mm -hmm. you know, some people that's all good. They do their thing and I, and I yeah. love them. And, you know, I got plenty of friends who drink and smoke and I love them, dude. I, no hate do their thing mm -hmm. um i was you know telling my daughter recently that i i definitely feel the alcohol has a way worse effect than smoking weed um just because i guess some kids at her school got busted smoking weed and i was just trying to explain to her the differences and uh man yeah alcohol can mess some people up and mm -hmm. i'm soaking it all but yeah, all good. But yeah, as far as religion stuff that we're talking about, you know, is um, I just find it so interesting. Like one, religions in general, man, um, they're going out of style and I feel like they need to go back in style mm -hmm. just because it's such a great thing. You know, the to having a community and a group of morals that you're all attached to. I do feel like in the past it's been so easy to get people attached to it because you could be like hey um if you don't do this the lord's going to strike you down and you're also going to spend a lifetime in hell and the fear of that and the knowledge that we had back then like now you can kind of like google everything and like understand how the world works mm -hmm. and like on a like molecular level of like oh this is how things are made this is what's in space there's like not very many unknowns anymore whereas back then there's so many unknowns <laughs> that i feel like it was a little bit easier that this is gonna sound bad but tricking people into just like mm -hmm. one thing right so i feel like that knowledge has taken a lot and that's a lot of people's attention away from it because like a, the biggest thing in any of those religions is having faith. Right. So, um, I see the benefits of it and I have joked about this with friends and, you know, spent hours talking about this is like the church of boar, which is like, <laughs> because I went deep, I went deep into this on a, on an elk hunt, dude. I was sitting in an elk blind. I've never sat in a blind in my life. I got invited on this elk hunt and there's giant elk in that area. So it's kind of like worth it to try something different. I sat in a blind for eight, eight or nine days. And, mm. um, well, you got a lot of time on your, on your, <laughs> on your hands. And I went deep into thinking about this religion, how to save the world. And honestly, if you look at history, religion has been the one thing in history that has spread quickly, like a set of morals has spread very quickly. Even look at Mormons, dude. Mm -hmm. How long ago was, how long ago was the Mormon faith or, you know, whatever that is. When did that start? Oh man, now you're putting me on the spot. It's been let's let's say let's say a hundred years. A couple hundred years. A couple yeah. hundred years. Dude, a couple hundred years. Look at how big the church is. 
look at how amazing you know the the families are that i have friends that are that are lds right and the 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 face that they have the way they raise their kids the communities that they're a part of um it's huge so like i just think that religion is very interesting to me I, i the biggest the biggest thing i hate and i will say hate about it is the judgment that comes with mm-hmm. it like as far as my understanding of it we're not supposed to judge people right the lord's supposed to do that like you come to the gates of heaven and like the lord's supposed to be there and be like dude remember that time you stole that car <laughs> i'll be like yeah i probably shouldn't have done that but um as far as us we're not supposed to judge people like hey you shouldn't be drinking you shouldn't be you know like that that's not our position but also hey your religion's not the right religion you know like you need to you need to not be following this religion you need to or go to war over it right like Mm -hmm. how many wars have we seen over religion so yeah i just wish we could find like that happy medium you know get that oh yeah it's just very interesting. Religion is very interesting to me. And I definitely like have, have thought a lot about it in the different religions that are out there and, and the effects it has on people in our communities. This show is brought to you by PSE archery guys. I'm telling you, these bows are outstanding. Go check them out at your local dealer PSE archery. We've also got first form and first form outdoors guys amazing supplementation, but more than that, the education behind it so that you can achieve your goals. Definitely check out First Form Outdoors, link down below to get free shipping over $75. Montana Knife Company, knives that are made by hunters for hunters. Guys, they're workhorses, I'm telling you. Montana Knife Company knives, definitely go check them out. Black Ovis, use code REDBEARD10, You guys will save some money on already amazing prices over there at Black Ovis. They have some outstanding gear, whether it's their brand or some of the brands that they carry. Definitely go check them out. Go grab your new pair of Krispies over there as well. Initial Ascent, best backpacks on the market. All in digiscoping. Guys, there's a bino adapter now as well as the spotting adapter. Highly recommend it. Quick acquisition, simple and is high quality. Definitely go check them out. A3 Archery Bowstrings, Cryptech, Kestrel Glassing Systems, Dark Energy, Go Ruck. Guys, if you want to up your game with your training, definitely go check out Go Ruck. Use code Redbeard10 over there to save some money. Sheep Feet Custom Orthotics, MyMedic, Canvas Cutter, Affect Beard Oil, Joy Bees, The Bow Hitch, Alpen Fuel, Heather's Choice, and the Crazy Elk Company. Guys, all of those companies that I've partnered up with, I use the gear, and I want you to be able to get the best prices possible. Check out any links down below, and any codes that will save you some money are always in the show notes. So go check them out, guys. Support the channel, support the partners. Thank you so much for your support. And now let's get back to the conversation. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's funny because uh, so we had a, a deep talk. You know, it was about two hour drive back home um, from the so driving from the cabin we were at back to my buddy's house uh, before I flew back home. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's Christian, so he was you know asking me about the LDS religion. And there's not a lot of LDS where he's from in Kentucky. And um, 
And so we were just talking about, you know, our beliefs on pre-mortal existence here on this life, where you go afterwards. And something for me, and I agree with you on the whole judgment thing is, you know, and I, I've, I've come, I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm not perfect. So I haven't, I, I can't say that I've never judged somebody. Um, but once I got to the realization that I'm not perfect, and I don't envy God in having to judge people, because there's so many factors that go into it. Like, you know, when there's alcohol involved, like what you were saying, or mental illness, or a poor decision, or anger, or whatever could be influencing the decision at that time, um, God has to take that into effect when he when he judges the person. And uh, having those conversations, I can imagine, are not going to be very fun uh, with me either. Um, I like to picture it as I get to go sit in a room, like a little personal theater with Christ and God, and we're going to like, fast play like on times to my life and oh, just man. watch everything and then pause it. He's going to pause it and be like, Hey, you remember when you did this? Yeah. <laughs> and like kind of have that conversation. Um, I, I kind of oh, joke man. about, you know, thinking about that. And, uh, and, and, and so I, I agree the whole judgment thing. I've tried to steer clear of it. I'm not perfect. And there's times that you definitely should judge your peers because you don't want to be dragged down by your peers, mm -hmm. um, but don't judge them as in condemning them. You know, you, you're trying to feel them out and see if that's really someone you want to keep in your circle or are they going to yeah. hold you back. Um, and religion is definitely something that uh, should evolve with time as far as like, I know I grew up with, you didn't talk about, you didn't talk about sex. You didn't really talk about drugs. It's just, no, don't do it. And it's never yeah. really a why. And then I take the approach with my kids of, if you ask me the question, I'm going to answer you. So like when they come to me and they ask me, I'm like, like, you sure you want the answer? I'll give you the answer. But like, yeah, <laughs> when you come yeah. to me and you ask me, how are babies made? Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, are, are you sure? And I'll give you an age appropriate mm -hmm. answer, but you're going to get the real answer. It's not going to be some stork that flow in, flew in with a baby carrying yep. it, you know, yep. Birds um, and the beast. exactly. And so we're very open and I feel like that's how leadership in our church anyway, if you sat down and talked with them, that's how they are. But it, when it trickle the trickle down effect and you get people involved where their own biases, it's no longer, it steers a little bit further away from Christ's pure religion or Christ's pure belief, faith, um, because you get people involved. And when you get people involved, there's so many variables there. Like it's hard to, it's hard to control all of them. So yeah, um, I agree. You know, there, there's plenty of religions out there. They're all vessels trying to get us back to Christ and God. And, and, uh, you gotta find the one that works best for you. And for me, I've chosen what I've chosen because they answer all my questions. I have like weird scientific questions and I get answers. Uh, and I'm like, all right, well, I mean, you got answers for me. So you know, I felt yeah. comfortable enough to go serve in Mexico for two years and talk about it with people in a different language. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's where, why I am where I am. I love it. Yeah. Like, dude, it's so interesting to me. I could go for hours talking about this. And the one <laughs> thing I just want to, I just want to touch on is like, my thought was let's, let's combine it all, dude. Like, uh, let's look at all the good things that, that go on and all this stuff like Buddhism, um, you know, Christianity, Mormon. Uh, Muslim, I'm sure that they all have good values in there. And let's really point out why those values are the way they are. You know, mm -hmm. like why, why shouldn't we drink alcohol? Well, here's why, because like, look at one, the health reasons of it. And then mm -hmm. also 
look at these things that it happened, you know, things that happen. And maybe, maybe that could be altered a little bit on like explaining, like, it's not the drinking the alcohol, it's like the over abuse mm -hmm. of it. So abusing alcohol might be the right verbiage, you know, yeah. but there, like, there's so much into it that I would love to see like an updated version of a church. Um, the way that religion used to spread throughout the, the world. I'd like to see an updated version of that. And like something like CrossFit, that's like mm -hmm. almost is like its own little religion, right? Cause yeah. there's like, it's all over the country and people are so like into mm -hmm. it that have some kind of fitness aspect to it, have some kind of community aspect to it. And uh, yeah, I just, I, it's just to me, that's, that's the answer to all our problems. Mm -hmm. That's world peace right there. We need to come up with some type of religion that everybody can believe in. Everybody can get behind the set of morals that we're trying to live by. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, that's it, man. That's the answer. Yeah. It, it definitely all starts in the home. There's a lot of things like I've stopped watching the news and things like that. And my wife will bring something to me. I'm like, Oh, I, I haven't heard about that. And she's like, how have you not? I said, I, I don't, I don't watch the news cause it's, I don't know what to believe at this point. And I said, what I do believe though, is, uh, I'm in control of what happens in this house and what my kids become. They will at least have been taught correctly. They can obviously make their own decisions as they grow, but they will know why I do things the way that I do or why I raise them the way that I do. You know, uh, yep. when a kid complains about a chore, I get to explain to him, well, right now it's doing dishes in the future. You're going to have your wife telling you, why didn't you do the dishes? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like do it now, and then uh, yep. and it won't be so much of a burden later, and it won't cause those little arguments in your in your marriage in the future, um, or with your roommates. You know, when you move into college, 100%, you know, things dude. like that. But it yep. just starts in the home. It starts in the home, no matter what religion. It's just be a good person, be a contributor to society, and then going back to uh, something that we've talked about with building relationships with the people that um, that we've had the privilege of building relationships with. Um, that are doing some amazing things with some big companies and just continuing to grow, not just plateauing out, but continuing to grow. It's not all about, hey, what can you give me? It's more of that value exchange of like, I want to get to know who you are. And I really appreciate the knowledge that you're you're teaching me so that I can become a better version of myself. And I just hope to be able to contribute that back to you as well. Um, you know, the same, same principle applies at home, you know, with, with kids, when they come home blaming their teachers, I'm like, yes, there's some teachers that suck, but what mm -hmm. did you do to contribute to the situation? You know, like, yep. cause you can't control the teacher. You can control yourself. So yeah. hundred percent, man. I couldn't agree more. I love that. Um, too easy, right? It's like, just take care of your own, but it's, um, can't teach that to the masses. I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know how you can, but. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot out there who aren't uh, doing that. So all yeah. we can do is focus on ourselves, you know, like it, li listen to our own advice. And yeah, it broke my heart. Um, I heard a, a recording that got translated into English. Um, it was during one of the conflicts that's going on right now. I, I don't want to go way too down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. of it, but the, the kid that was called, I call him a kid. He's a young adult that had killed a bunch of his enemies had broken into their home, slaughtered the family and called his parents bragging about what he had done. 
And his parents were congratulating him like he had just won the state championship wrestling tournament or something like that. Yep. It was it it almost brought me to tears because I'm like, again, going back to you control your household. That's how he was genuinely raised. He doesn't know better. He really does think it is like winning the state wrestling championship for him. Yep. He's accomplished something that he's dreamt of ever since he was a little kid because his dad drilled it into his head. That's what you need to do to be a man of God or whatever the, their mm -hmm. higher power is that they believe. And it was just, it was heart wrenching because it just, uh, I I'm like, I can't imagine one of my kids calling me and bragging over something like that. You know, like it just, it blows my mind. It's, um, <laughs> everybody lives in a different reality and like, it's so hard for us to understand that. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for humans to understand that everybody has been raised differently. They've seen different things in their life. They've had different experiences in their life that make maybe make them feel a certain way. And we're all individuals, man. That's where we mm -hmm. get into so much trouble with all this like racism and all this stuff is like, dude, even the people who are trying to tell you like not to be racist, you're in a way like categorize, categorizing people into one thing, you know, it's like, we're all individuals, you know, if, if, if you want me to not feel a certain way about uh, somebody cause they're color of their skin, that's fine. I, I got no problem treating them as an individual, but don't assume that that person just because their skin's a certain color that I need to assume they're going to be a certain way. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I, I, everybody just needs to be, understand that everybody's an individual and everybody's reality is so different. And you meet somebody like that, who just like is down to slay his enemies, man, he, he doesn't know any better. He just like was mm. raised like that. He's just in it to such a different reality. So that, that is definitely on like the extreme side of it. Yep. Right. Um, it's crazy, but that's not for us to uh, judge, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. um, whether what he, you would have to assume that deep down he feels a question of what's right, what's right and what's wrong. But who knows, dude? I don't know. Well, he's calling not. his parents for validation, you know? Yeah. And that, again, that's the thing where it just, it, instead of being angry with that individual, it made me, and this is something that I really learned on my mission when I served in Mexico for two years, I wasn't all about pushing Christ down people's throats. It was more for me learning the culture, learning how I can best serve the people and learning about them because I recognized they live a completely different life than I do. Yeah. And there's nothing like, there is no comparison. I can't compare it. Um, you know, they, they don't, deal with heated water. They don't have carpet. They don't, you know, some of their doors don't close all the way. Yep. Uh, the houses were built crooked, like all of these things like that we wouldn't tolerate here in the U S I got to go down there and experience and just fell in love with the people down there because, uh, it, my heart reached out to them and that a lot. And I, I wish every single young man and woman would be able to have that experience so that they stop complaining about what we have here in the U S and learn how blessed we are, you know, or maybe everyone should just go live at Danny Bolton's house and get that backyard <laughs> view. And then they would just appreciate life that much more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great, but damn dude, like taxes are high stuff's expensive here. 
Yeah. It's crazy. Like I love Hawaii. Born and raised here, but man, it's a tough place to live mm. uh in certain ways, you know. It's easy to live here because it's like nice right now. The weather's mm. nice, it's gonna be nice tomorrow. I don't gotta worry about it snowing, you know? Yeah. But it, it's not without its own challenges. Um but yeah, people uh, man, uh I, I I just it's crazy to think how good we do have it in this country and uh we should just feel blessed i don't know um we uh, to me it'd be amazing to like try to set a roadmap on what we have here so that other countries I feel bad. Like I, I do feel a little, not guilty, but like, man, we got it good in America. Mm -hmm. We were just lucky to be born here, you know, and we could have been born somewhere else and yeah. our, our realities would have been different. They do say that like people who struggle and stuff, they, they have a lot of happiness. Whereas like people who, who, who always have it good and stuff, they're like not very happy. And it's, it's mm -hmm. crazy how the mind does that. Right. Um, I've read a bunch of books and stuff on that, but it is, I, I do feel like there's a lot of struggle out there in this world that doesn't need to be there. Why? I feel like corruption, whether it's in the government or big corporate things, you know, it's like, I do feel like this, the freedom that we have here in America is the reason why we have it the way we have it. It's the freedoms that, you know, we fought you know, like the people fought for to have in this country. And hey, I have like Native American blood in me. And I, I feel that like, damn it, dude, like would have been sick to still have that teepee lifestyle, dude. <laughs> and uh, so then I feel that like growing up here in Hawaii, I'm not, I'm not Hawaiian by blood, you know, but we're not too far removed here in this culture over here to how it was. But man, it was ugly back then, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're fighting other tribes. There was some stuff here in Hawaii where, like, there were some rules, man, that were brutal, you know? And for some, it was good. For others, maybe not so good. It's just that freedom, I feel like, that we have here, that other countries don't have that freedom. Yeah. And, oh, man, I just, uh, with that freedom, though, we're starting to lose it mm -hmm. slowly, dude. Becoming lazy, a little bit. Becoming lazy and and complacent and uh, taking the foot off the gas. Um, you know, some people would say, and just kind of let and that and that's what's happening. You know, when you get bored, you start noticing things that you wouldn't necessarily complain about otherwise. Um, you know, and you and then you start talking yourself into this negative attitude of what life is, and uh, so yeah, just um, con and then the constant comparison on social media you know, of just scrolling and endless scrolling and, uh, all of those things. It just, it, it all combines to an unhappy lifestyle. And so, yeah, again, just going back to building up your family the best way possible, whether, uh, you know, whether you're, you know, two husbands, two wives, a, a man and a woman, you know, if you are, if you have kids, then it's your obligation and your duty because you signed up for that when you had a child to make sure that they come out better than you and learn yep. from your experiences, um, whether they choose to accept that and, uh, go through their own 
trials and learn from their own trials, that's up to them, but you can at least impart your knowledge on them. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's something that I constantly try and keep in the back of my mind. Um, as I'm going through and seeing my kids, I'm like, well, how much do my kids see me on my phone? How much do my kids see me on my laptop? How much do my kids like yearn for my attention? And, uh, I need to be more conscious of that when they're home, you know, kind of deal yep. because they need to, that, that's where they're going to learn from. How do they spend their time? Um, so with that being said, let's shift a little bit to yeah. some fun stuff like gear talk. Uh, yeah. you went and made an awesome video, which if people haven't, you know, or listened to this and haven't seen the video, where have you been? Uh, but, uh, go check out the PSE commercial for the Mach 30. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Danny and John just knocked it out of the park. Again, Danny's over there running a, a marathon and flip flops and, um, you know, doing push ups and pull ups and all this other yeah. stuff looking yoked. And, uh, got John over, over top of him screaming in his ear, which that was, I'm not gonna lie. That was a little strange. Like I know John and, uh, he's, he's definitely not like that. And so like yeah. putting him in that situation, it was kind of like, yeah. eh. <laughs> it yeah. was funny. I love it, it dude, because like, yeah. honestly, a lot of what people see of John Dudley online, social media, YouTube is him sharing his knowledge mm-hmm. of archery. And he takes that very seriously, dude. Oh, yeah. He loves archery and he takes it very mm-hmm. serious. Dude, he's a funny guy. His personality is hilarious. You you hang out with him. We've had some amazing nights of just kicking back, just, you know, joking around with each other. And he is a very fun person to be around. So to kind of break him out of that, uh, of what you normally see, um, of him kind of just sharing that knowledge mm-hmm. and get into some of this, like just into a, a character where we're just joking around. It was, it was fun, dude. It was, it was a blast to, to share that time with him and to be able to just goof around and not take it too serious. You know, yeah. um, the video was meant to be <laughs> not very serious, right? Like, <laughs> honestly, I get it. Like you, you honest, you don't even need to work out for some of the hunting, you know, it's like, it's, it's hunting has such a, uh, everybody's got their opinions on what you need to be bow hunting, rifle hunting, you need to be working out, you need to be running. It's like, dude, let people do their thing. Um, mm. I, what, I think it was funny to like get into some of the working out, uh, <laughs> on like a playful side of it. And yeah, John, John was fun to, to film that with. Yeah, no, that, that is, that's awesome. And I will, I'm going to branch off of that, what you just said here in a little bit, because this is something that, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking about it. And, and then of course, first form outdoors is really trying to hit the Eastern and Midwest market on this as well with, uh, and I say market, but people, because yes. it's, you don't have to be in shape to drag a deer out necessarily. You don't have to be in shape to shoot a rifle. Dude, yeah. Dragging deer is no joke. <laughs> but, but maybe the other things go on. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, but the thing is, it's, it's less about how fit you are for Midwestern and Eastern hunters. And even if you hunt, like maybe you go hunt a farm or whatever, but it's more about how long are you going to be able to do it for? It's hundred percent. Because if you're not taking care of your body, even you, like you said, you, you can just do body weight movement. You can just be, live an active lifestyle like you yep. did before you got into weightlifting and enjoy life that way. 
and, and maintain your nutrition. You don't have to track it down to a T if you're not trying to get shredded, you know, things mm -hmm. like that, but maintain a healthy weight, get checked regularly by your doctor and check your nutrition. So you're not just drinking and eating tacos all the time. Yep. And, and that is what we're trying to, to get through to the Eastern and Midwest hunters, because there's a huge market for working out supplementation in the West. Huge because mm -hmm. that's what people need to be able to climb yep. up that mountain, to go find the mule deer, the elk, sheep, whatever. Yep. You got to be in shape. Um, after sitting in a tree stand for the last week, I realized my step count, like I got that little alert from Apple. It was like your step has changed over the last week. I was like, I look yeah. at it, I was like, oh man, like yep. I, there was very little activity. But if you want to enjoy that lifestyle for longer, share it with your kids, your grandkids, yep. be able to get in some tree stands that have a weight limit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, saddles, for example, have more versatility to your hunt. Uh, then you need to maintain a level of fitness that will allow you to do that. You want your heart to be strong, your liver, your mind yep. to be clear. Yep. Um, you don't want to have that sleep apnea issue where you fall out of a tree stand because you fall asleep in the stand. Like yeah. all of those things are not being talked about enough, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And people are just like, well, I don't need to be a bodybuilder to drag out an, a deer. Yeah. I agree. But how long do you want to be doing this for is what I would counter that statement 100%. with. If you don't want to be doing it for very long, that's cool. Go enjoy yourself. Do whatever the freak you want. Awesome. More yep. power to you. But if you want to share it with future generations, you need to take care of yourself today and tomorrow and a little bit at a time, you will live longer. And there's yep. ways to do that. Yep. So like my, my take on it is much like that. Like, um, and when I was saying joking around, cause like there is some people yeah. take it too serious, right? They're just right. like, yeah. unless you're, unless you're Cam Haynes, you know, you're not a bow hunter unless you're running, you know? So like, <laughs> and, and I don't think day. Cam, Cam, I love, I love seeing Cam stuff and I love, yeah. I love the inspiration that he puts out and he's gnarly dude, but, um, people interpret it in a certain way, you know, mm. and they want to get on that they want to get on that train too. And it's like, here's the deal. You need to be working out period for life. That's the way it should be. And you know what? God's going to wave his finger at you. If you don't, you know, like that's the way I think it should be. Like there yeah. should be some kind of fear and you need to be taking care of yourself. Dude, you need to be healthy. There's that's it. That's all there is to it to hunt. Cool but for life in general. And man, I, I was able to stay pretty active and uh, it got to a point where I couldn't even do certain things, um, especially the things I love surfing and, and spearfishing. But dude, I was crawling around my house on my hands and knees for, you know, two days, three days. And I did that like two different times. I twisted my back and couldn't, couldn't even walk. Uh, I'd be crawling around my house on my hands and knees. So that's, that's no good. That is no good. Mm -hmm. That's no way to live. Um, I started lifting weights, doing strict, just back squats, deadlifts, um, nothing too crazy, no crazy movements. I'm not trying to do snatches or anything. Mm. Um, cured it. It's all there is to it. You know, I want to, I want to keep surfing. I want to keep spearfishing. I want to be able to go hunt with my daughter which I just did. We went to Montana, hunted, and guess what? 
if I was out of shape on that hunt, would have been no mm. good because we ended yeah. up packing out a deer. She shot a mule deer one trip. Um, I loaded all the quarters and I had all kinds of other stuff, dude. I had all our, you know, tripod, rifle, mm -hmm. all that other stuff. I pack up the four quarters. I load her up because I knew like I had plenty of weight and she needed to carry some of this weight too. She had probably like 35 pounds, dude. The route we took to get out of there took us five miles to get out. Mm. And it was like brutal. And she was just killing it. Like, I mean, obviously suffering with me, but, um, <laughs> and then, you know, whitetail hunting, I get it, dude. I, I could see I've sat in a blind, but you want to be in shape, dude. You want to build a drag, dra dragging deer is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're dragging deer, you're, you're getting after it, you know? Um, but yeah, we, we must be in shape and, and Jake first forms, you know, kind of got me on my nutrition game a little bit more. Now I, I got some, I never took any supplements or anything like that, but yeah. I suffer from it. You know, like this technology is out there for us to learn, you know, what we need and what we need in our, our bodies and let's use it, man. And, and it's, as working out and hunting goes you you should be doing something just for exactly like you said dude the longevity of it mm -hmm. you're in your 20s maybe you're active enough in your life already that you don't need to hunt you don't need to work out because maybe you're active already and you're not really seeing that as something but yeah you get a family you know you're at home with your kids all time and working it's hard to squeeze in that that activeness and yep. sometimes working out because you're going to do something intentional for a half an hour, an hour, go lift weights, go do some body weight stuff. That's an intentional decision that you have to make because your body needs it, dude. You need yep. that activity. Um, so I'm with you, dude. Uh, definitely need to be staying active. And yeah. just staying active is not enough, dude. I've <laughs> tried that and I wasn't building muscle in places that I need to be building muscle. So for me, it's definitely something that's a necessity and I have yeah. to do it. I have to do it or else my back starts getting twisted up and I can't do the things that I want to go do. And if you're a Midwest hunter or, you know, whitetail hunter sits in a stand or blind, um, you know, why not look good when you're up there? <laughs> no, I'm just exactly. kidding. But like, exactly. but if no, you, if, you ever, if you ever want to go, <laughs> if you ever want to go hunt somewhere else, it'll go hunt yeah. the West. Um, you know, you'll be in shape for that. Cause I, I t uh, yeah, the West will kick your ass in certain areas. Those mountains, man, no joke. You can train. I've tried to train for them. Nope. Still, <laughs> still, still kicking your butt, but get out there and just, you know, get after it. But, um, yeah. you definitely need some fitness for some of that stuff. No, I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. So uh, I went off on a tangent there, but let's get back to this commercial yeah. with PSE, oh, PSE? Mach 30. So Dude, that bow, uh, that, first of all, that is the first carbon bow I've had and okay. God, it shoots good. Like it, it it's so quiet and just like mm -hmm. um, smooth to shoot almost to the point where I felt it, like it was slow. I was like, mm. well, this is this thing kind of slow? Cause it was like so smooth. <laughs> It does like, dude, it ain't, it ain't slow. It just feels slow because it's so quiet. You don't, you're not feeling it like, what, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, cause you were shooting the omen, weren't you? 
I was shooting the Omen before, which is like that thing's a speed. That's bow, a speed right? bow. That is yep. a speed demon. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. yeah. And but the commercial dude was a blast. Uh we kind of tried to get some of that eight like that eighties, you know, <laughs> montage of like Rocky or something. And that's where like a lot of that workout stuff came from. Yeah. Was like trying to just tap back into that like funniness. My favorite part of that whole commercial, which you only see a little glimpse of it is there's a shot of me running in front of a tractor. That's John mm -hmm. driving his tractor behind me <laughs> at like, you know, 5.30 in the morning. How funny is that, dude? Like, here's this legend um, in the archery world, someone that, who I knew about before I actually met him, saw mm -hmm. his videos, and then he's he's driving behind me in, a, in his John Deere tractor as I'm like running down this dirt road, oh, yeah. you know? Oh man, that was just amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, that's, it was a great commercial. It was hilarious. Um, I personally love the direction that PSE is going with their marketing and, and how things are moving along um, with them. And I, I love John's influence on it. Cause like you said, he's very, he's very serious when it comes to archery stuff, but he's also a, a very not serious person when it comes to outside of archery and not teaching archery yeah. um you know anyone that has shot his course on tack and then you walk up to him like he's hilarious he's he's the funniest guy yeah um but once he flips that switch of i'm teaching it's just like you get this one you know yeah and um no i i love i love that bow that mach 30 is fantastic i got my first whitetail with it uh nice. ended up just getting a doe um, didn't have any shot opportunities on a buck, which yeah. I will, I'm going to go into that further as far as like saddle versus tree stand hunting. Um, cause if I'd been in a saddle, I would have had a buck down being mm. in a tree stand, you're stuck in a, sit, a specific position. And he came from the wrong, uh, the one wrong position that he could have come from. Of course, yeah. that's where he came from. So, uh, and then, you know, I almost shot a spike or we'll call it an Ohio 11 because, nice. you know, he got the. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah. I just, I chose to let him live another year. He'll be a monster next year. He'll be a good forky, but I, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But no, it's uh, you know, shooting bows is a lot of fun. Messing around with gear is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm really excited to, to see what else you're, you're going to be doing moving forward. But, uh, you know, this being your first carbon bow, what else do you want to say about it? Is there any other thoughts you've got on it other than it's smooth, it's quiet, it's small. Oh, I mean, dude, like you see the ones with the bronze, like the mm. black and bronze. Come on, dude. That thing looks yeah. sick. Oh, yeah. What color uh, do you have? Is it all black? It's, just, it's like all black. It has oh, a little sweet. bit of bronze on like the murdered out pockets, but it's yeah. all black. Um, no, the thing shoots amazing. And uh, I'm excited to get it in some cold weather, too, because I know that carbon mm. doesn't um, get as cold. And I've definitely... Mm -hmm have walked around in some cold weather with a cold bow. Um, but I was a little concerned with carbon bows and how light they are. Mm -hmm. I, in my head thought that I like a heavy bow because it's going to be more stable. My little jitters of my hand aren't mm -hmm. going to affect the bow as much if it's heavier. And if it's a little windy or something like that, that was all in my head. And honestly, I haven't, I haven't had that problem with, with it. Um, 
granted, I mean, like it does have like a stabilizer and stuff on it. It's not like yeah. super light. It's not, it's not that much different. So that was one of my thoughts on it before preconceived, but I've had, I've just loved shooting it. Honestly, it's, oh, yeah. it's taken me a little bit though to get used to, I changed everything, dude. I, I am shooting Dudley's, um, four fletched Easton arrows now. And I switched to his thumb release, which I shot a wristband finger trigger release. Oh yeah. My mm-hmm. whole time ever since I started bow hunting. Um, I honestly haven't noticed a accuracy difference yet. And it's yeah. been a, it's been a hard transition. It was a, a weird thing to get used to, but I know that there's supposed to be some accuracy differences Benefits. there. And yeah. I am down for that, dude. Like <laughs> if, if I can be more accurate, come on. So, but I'm not going to expect it to just come right away. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm, so I, I know that I need to put in the work. And so I've been putting in the work, just shooting it, shooting it, shooting, it, trying to get those reps in, trying to get that, that good practice into and make sure not, oh, yeah. not butchering the technique. Um, so it's coming. I'm, I'm about back to where I was with a wrist strap. And now it's just a matter of just keep keeping consistent with it. And, uh, it really doesn't matter to me at this point because I've gotten used to the thumb release versus the wrist Mm. strap. So I could go either way now that I'm used to it. And I put in that time to get used to it and we'll see where the benefits come. You know, I've definitely have shot a few good arrows where you just like, (laughs) it kind of like going off that more back tension and the thumb release has definitely my back was sore in a different area. <laughs> so yeah. like it's definitely using a different muscle. Like as much as I thought I could do it with my, my finger and use all those same muscles and get that surprise shot, which I'm pretty damn good at. I don't, I don't mm. just like sit here and bink, <laughs> but like it, it, it use some different muscles, dude. It's definitely yeah. doing something different. hundred percent. hundred percent. No, I agree. Um, I switched over to a thumb release year and a half ago and uh maybe it was almost two years ago i don't know but either way i feel like i i like it better there are definitely some cons to it just like there is everything else nothing's perfect um but no that's cool that's cool to hear yeah you're switching over and finding those those accuracy differences and hopefully uh we'll see you smack some boards with it here soon heck yeah that's the plan (laughs) um that's awesome so yeah the the bow's shooting good i mean I just love how quiet it is. And I'm very, very excited to get it out to hunt some access deer because oh, yeah. they can be a little twitchy and they can jump your string really easy. Mm-hmm. So just mentally going into it, knowing I have a quieter bow is maybe going to give me that confidence that I need um, yeah. to make certain shots. Uh, and hopefully they don't jump the string, you know, and they just you're shooting there. the Mach 30, not the knock on. 30. Yep. Yep. Just the Mach 30. Yep. Okay. And it's got yeah. the different cams and the knock 30 will have. Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't shoot the difference between the two, but I'm, I'm loving the one I got. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. getting used to it. I'm going to stick with it for a while. What's your, what's your draw length? 28, 28 yeah. half so somewhere so in there. Yeah. So we're very, very similar there. Um, 
yeah, I think the knock on is just the E2 cam. So you'd probably, you'd probably honestly be a little bit slower going to that one just because you'd be more at the bottom of, of that cam. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. That the Mach 30 is, is awesome. It's ripping, man. The, uh, the arrows mine are 450 grains and it's flying out at 303. So I mean, it's, it's ripping. ripping. So (laughs) yeah, it's an awesome bow. And for how smooth it is, it's like, oh yeah, I don't feel like it's ripping, but, but you got to trust it. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah. And so I've got people that, that generally shoot 65, 70 pounds and they, they wanted to, you know, borrow mine to see how it felt. Mine's at, uh, I think it's like 78 and they pull it back and they're like, huh, you sure that's at 78 pounds? I'm like, yep. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a smooth bow for sure. Um, awesome. Okay, man. Well, I've had you for an hour. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about uh, for the audience or leave with them before we hop off here? And I'll let you um, go enjoy that view and all the waves and everything else you yeah, got going on. Yeah, I just, just I'm gonna get I'm gonna weed whack over here. I got a bunch of weeds in the back. I got a, <laughs> and they, we're talking about like shoulder high uh-huh. weeds. Just the joys of living in Hawaii. You know, lots of rain, lots of weeds. Very so, nice. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Just be a good person, man. I don't know if that was like any advice I try to give anybody, but I don't want to give anybody advice. I want them to live how they live and uh, see the benefits of what they do on their own. I'm going to keep doing my thing and try to be the best I can be. Um, And I appreciate you for, for having me on and being able to kind of talk about some of that stuff that we don't really talk about that often, you know, mm-hmm. in a, in a public setting. So yeah, just keep doing my thing. Perfect. I love yeah. it. Be a good person. That's a, yeah. that's a good, very simple, but a very overlooked thing that I feel like a lot of people just, they just don't pay attention to. They get caught yeah. up in that nine to five grind and um, getting frustrated and all this other stuff. Just be a good person. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, and don't move to Hawaii cause Danny said that it sucks. So yeah, don't move here. <laughs> you, you can come visit. Um, but you don't need to move here. Trust me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks man. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to leave the links down below where you guys can find Danny and everything that he's up to and all the fun adventures that he goes on. And, uh, if you want to, other than your Instagram, I guess anywhere else you want to plug? Uh, nope. Just my Instagram. And it's just my name, Danny Bolton. Um, I think if you type in Boar Man, it kind of shows up sometimes, but that's not. I do have like one for Boar Man, but uh, just Danny Bolton. And I just pretty much stay. Like I don't have the attention span to do any. I, I That's it, you know, just the one spot. Um, yep, that's it. Sweet. I love it, man. Thanks so much for hopping on and talking to us today. Of course. Uh, you know, having this conversation is great. We'll have to get you on in the future when uh, um, we've got another hour or two of your time that we can yeah. we can get you on and, and follow up. So uh, with that being said, guys, everyone out there, I'm going to leave the links down below where you can find Danny. Uh, definitely want to go check that out. There's also an article on Danny. It wasn't on Montana Knife Company. Hmm. It's pretty yep. sweet. And yep. I'll leave that down below as well for you guys to go and check out for those of you nerds that like to read. And uh, with that being said, like I always say, guys, get out, live your life, and love it. Really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Danny. Danny is, like I've mentioned multiple times in the intro, just an overall amazing individual, has a 
great outlook on life. He is very, I don't even know how to describe it, just very positive, overwhelmingly positive. Might have something to do with the fact that he lives on the beautiful island there in Hawaii, but he just loves his family, loves what he does, loves the outdoors, loves traveling, loves sharing knowledge with others, loves shooting his bow, and loves getting into fitness and living life to the fullest. So go check out Danny's stuff. I'm going to leave the links down below where you can find Danny. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Guys, again, go check out Why First Form Outdoors. That is something that I really want you guys to take a look at as you're knocking out your New Year's goals, your New Year's resolutions, becoming a healthier individual. You need a community. And the First Form Outdoors community is going to get you what you need. There's people from pro bass fishermen to gym owners, everything in between, whitetail hunters, all the things that you guys can think of. You want to join this community. I want to see you guys over there. The link is down below. Let them know Redbeard sent you. Also, leave a review. I really appreciate the growth that we've been seeing with the podcast and the YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave a review on the podcast. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for everything. Have a fantastic rest of your Saturday. And of course, get out, live your life, and love it.